Welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing Up, where we ponder deep philosophical, uh, ludicrous philosophical things to... Um, uh, <laughs> where are you going what, with what, it? What, how have you messed this up already? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, does it, you, guys, you guys get the gist. Yeah, right? you've listened to too many now. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. So, so it's stuff like this. So I listened, I listened, I rather, I let my mum listen to our hologram podcast and she thought it was just total nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And I was trying to explain to her that we, Elias yes. and I, we have a high affinity for nonsense. Yeah, but did she think it was nonsense just because um, she wants you to get an arranged marriage? Yeah, it's very much like, why are you, why are you in love with holograms? Why are you in... Get, why why does it matter what girl is? It's like, <laughs> yeah, she's a good family, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hologram, what? <laughs> that was actually word for word, uh, exactly. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Well, I knew yeah. your mother. Well, <laughs> Spiritually, at least. <laughs> but then, do you think our podcasts are nonsense? Yeah, and uh, hopefully in the greatest way possible. Like, so what is beautiful nonsense? What is beautiful nonsense? What is the greatest nonsense possible? Well, is so, that what we're trying to do here? Well, I think nonsense is actually uh, the truest form of sense. Like, if we actually want to speak something truly real, truly truthful, it has to incorporate a sense of nonsense. Because the world doesn't exist, like, in language. The world isn't made of words, words of abst- uh, abstractions of reality. So the best way in which to actually <laughs> access truth is to abstract the abstraction of reality. But do we do that in this podcast? Hopefully. Do you think we do that? Maybe one of us does. Do you think that's what my mum meant <laughs> when she said it was fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that's what my mum meant when she said that your podcast is nonsense? That we're uh, reaching this, yeah. this further level of truth? Probably. But <laughs> also quite likely um, yeah, that think you it's... should marry an Indian girl. <laughs> <laughs> Stop pissing about with like iPhones. Well, that's what I was trying to do. That's why we're doing this podcast so I can find a wife, right? Yeah, and you're doing it so that we can access. find you a wife. So why I don't we hang out with you so much, <laughs> and then she can guest star on our podcast. Podcast, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the idea. Just if anybody's listening, we're looking for a a temporal being. <laughs> Um, with a, a penchant for nonsense um, and, an, a, and an affinity to consistently and regurgitatively discuss the quality of pizza toppings. Yeah. If anybody, if any of you out there, I just like leave us a message in the comments. And, exactly. um, oh, also, uh, we'll reach out. <laughs> also, they have to love the sound of our own voices as much as we love the sound of our own voices. Yeah, but no, I think we're pushing it now. <laughs> we're pushing it now. Now we're pushing, now we're pushing it. Now we're pushing it. <laughs> At least the ape temple thing was like, you know. So I think that brings about an interesting topic. So if someone does define this podcast as nonsense, do we, we take that as a compliment because of our theories about what nonsense is? Yeah, I think this is a problem because it probably, <laughs> it probably means that uh, they just think it should be taken off the internet and that we're just like diluting the intellectual content and the progression of humanity. But we just think that, you know, really? for the first time, somebody's understanding us. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that we're actually achieving yeah. what we're trying to do. I mean, all these years we've been trying to get people to listen to us, and we finally found a medium in which people understand us. Yeah. yeah. In, in that they don't. In the, <laughs> <laughs> like so, so what is it about nonsense that you love so much? So what I love about nonsense is that I can speak it to anyone. Can you? I think I can. So when you speak to your mum about nonsense, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> no, I, uh, I was like, mum, that was the point of the podcast, that it was meant to be nonsense. It was meant to be our nonsensical view on the world. 
Okay. So do you think? So are you saying that basically it transcends like uh, language? We're surely not allowed to use the word transcend. It comes up in everything <laughs> that we do. You're obsessed with the idea of transcending. Okay, no, no, fine. Like uh, <laughs> you're obsessed yeah. with this word. Yeah, but it's not transcendent in the normal way. As in, it, it has no language barriers between different um, cultures, yeah. right? So yeah. like every culture can understand nonsense. That's why, yeah, and that's why we have such an affinity for it, right? Like regardless of who we meet on the street, regardless of how familiar we are with them, we can talk nonsense to them. But is your nonsense? It's still within a within English with, that we're speaking. I don't this, think it's within English. A lot of it can be mimicry or mime. Okay. Or so just onomatopoeia. Yeah. Just like yeah. Or 21 even... minutes of onomatopoeia. <laughs> do you not even think eye contact with someone on the tube could be nonsense? You could do a little eyebrow game or anything could be nonsense. Like you don't need language or words, I think. Yeah, so I think that's, that's why nonsense is so great is because um, it brings into being the sensory. Right? So that's why yeah. I think nonsense makes more sense. Like, if we're trying to talk about truth or we're trying to say something true that makes real, actual sense, then it has to in, involve um, not only sense, but sense. So when we talk about nonsense, we mean sense as in logic or rationale, right? Generally. But <laughs> generally. <laughs> generally speaking. But I'm saying, like, we need to in- incorporate into that notion of sense the sensory. Right. Sat and down. so when you start playing with language in a way that is like we're taking, um, you know, we're paying kind of reverence to the aestheticism of language, regardless of the meaning within it, we're integrating the sensory into what we're saying. And so then it's a much more holistic view of reality. And do you think that's what we do? Well, I try to do. Uh, um, in, in daily life? I think you, I think you do too. <laughs> in poetry or in daily life? Huh? Uh, so in both. Like more like... Prevalently in poetry, but at least I try to like do that in, in daily well, life. Whenever I'm given the space to do it, um, I feel like if I, when I go to meet my accountant, and <laughs> <laughs> doing like this, I like taper it a little bit. Yeah, because they won't understand what we're saying. Yeah, which means they might understand it, which is fine. <laughs> right? And then we won't understand what we're saying if so, we're making too much sense. Yeah, that's true. I I even get like actually when because my voice message for my phone is just completely ridiculous. <laughs> and, and then I get, like, like you know, plumbers and lawyers and stuff calling me. Um, and uh, they're just like, what, <laughs> what is this message? What this is this? <laughs> so uh, the other day I was in, a Uber, in an Uber and he was calling me to, you know, uh, to get me in and I w- wasn't uh, picking up on it and listened to my voicemail. When I got in, he's like, <laughs> what is this? Eh? And then he started telling me about how the, the earth is flat. Whoa, what the hell is your voice message? Uh, I don't know, you'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to listen to it. Such a tease. To find out. So if, are we just going to spend the whole podcast discussing this voice message? No, no, and no. And then not play it. Oh, so, so I don't know, what blew my mind is this, this earth flat thing. So apparently this is, you told me it's a yeah, whole thing. It's so like, it's like a flat earth society. A lot of people do believe this. It's still fact, which makes no sense. Yeah, but I mean, it also does make well i don't actually know like it's probably not sense but what makes sense is to me is the notion that the world is quite possibly not as we consider it now i agree with that sentiment and we should make it very clear we're not saying that the world is flat uh, we're not no, saying we're, that. <laughs> no, we're not saying that we're not saying that no, we're not saying that. that but just that the same ludicrousness that it was to purport that the world is round when we considered it to be flat it's still possible that the world, that, that the world could be um, different like something else, like non-geometrical, or uh, could be just something completely bizarre that like that exists on a different plane that we're even aware of. It could be hexagonal or some 
shit like this. And it could even be flat. But I think the flat thing is about like conspiracy theories and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, kind yeah. of like I, that the whole world's lying to us. Yeah, and the government are controlling. Yeah. Yeah. What's going so, on? So, I don't know. I mean... Well, what did the Uber driver think? Yeah, he said it's, he says in the Quran it says that the earth is flat. He says it's in the Quran. Yeah, but um, I think he sent me the passage. <laughs> um, I didn't read it all, actually, but I didn't, I couldn't find... Like, the, where it's actually... Said it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, didn't, it didn't seem like it was anything to do with the earth being flat. <laughs> but maybe... And I sent it to my uh, friend, Adam, and he... Um, Did he agree with that quote? He's like, I can't find the sentence anywhere. Like, um, well, so do you like, think... So do you think that he's misinterpreted it, or that we're just misinterpreted it? Well, I don't know. I think this, this word misinterpreted is like... <laughs> it's, it's really... Everybody uses it, but it's so... Not, because it's kind of like such an arrogant yeah, word to use, to misinterpret. It's basically like... Oh uh, yeah, but they're doing this because they're misinterpreting yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they—that's just assuming you're interpreting it correctly. Right? But that's what we assume with everything that we do. Yeah, I think the most likely thing is we're all misinterpreting <laughs> it, uh, and the truth lies behind some rock somewhere. That's very true. So then, do you think that you should have taken it upon yourself to educate this Uber driver? No, because I don't. I'm not educated in that in that realm. Like, I haven't actually read that passage of the Quran, right? No, but, I, so I agree with this sentiment completely, and that's yeah. why with this podcast. We're just offering views. We're not. Oh, yeah. We're definitely not. We're not trying to sway anyone's opinion on anything, right? Which is maybe why this is... When you go to the supermarket and buy an apple because of something we said and then (laughs) die from food poisoning. (laughs) 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 Maybe that's what my mother meant when she said this podcast is nonsense. Because we're not actually offering anything to people. Yeah, I think that's... I mean, I think it's... Some degree, kind of bold thing to do in today's life because everything's <laughs> about like a USP, and we're always like you've always yeah. got to say something or have some specific like idea. And I think there are definitely ideas that we're saying, and but I think this need to say something and to say it like very like with conviction and completely is what kind of deters us from truth. And we start like um, yeah. maybe you know our motivations are different. What are our motivations? Well, no, I'm saying just generally in today's society, oh, a lot right. of the time, the motivation <laughs> is USP or branding yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. And, Whereas we have um, nothing. We have nothing like that. Well, we probably do to some degree. We're just not conscious of it. <laughs> we're just stupider than everybody else. That's yeah, yeah. Or maybe we're yeah, no, stupid we are to the point of intelligence. <laughs> ah, <laughs> we're, just, we're just essentially Socratic, right? Yeah. So, but did we know that when we, we started this? Or did well, we, we know nothing. This? And we know that we know nothing as but much as we can know anything. That's the highest form of intelligence. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> huh? And yet we still answer us ridiculously annoying questions um, to the end of knowing nothing. Yeah, and we gain nothing from it. And we gain nothing from it. No, we learn, that we, we learn more that we know nothing. Yeah, I mean, I think like, that's the greatest knowledge is to deeply, like really within the core of your being, understand your lack of knowledge. And in that, find like this deep humility, and in that humility, find this like abhorrence for like uh, like the universe or God or something greater than yourself, or like you recontextualize yourself within that knowledge. So, if we have this deep humility, why do we have these huge egos? We don't have this deep humility. Who? Oh, right. oh wait, we do. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, I don't think I, I don't have this deep humility. But we know that we know nothing, and we know it in our core of being. Right? No, I don't think so. You don't think so. No, I don't. I think we've been ensconced in like an educational system that, uh, well, that like, you know, purports knowledge, right? Especially because we've got grades and whatever, we've got university degrees and whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 degrees, like. What? <laughs> but I think, yeah, we're. 
I think, like me and you, we understand the value of knowing nothing. And we doubt ourselves a lot. And we also kind of like question things. But I don't think, I think there's certain like things that we just hold very deep in our being to be realities or be truth. Even if like intellectually we can say, yeah, but what if? Like you think, like <laughs> you think Good ki- killing, um, killing another man is wrong. Probably. Do you? Uh, no, I do, I do think, oh, it depends on the circumstances. Yeah. So, okay. So whatever the, okay. So what circumstance is it wrong in? Uh, if there's no reason for it at all, then it's definitely wrong. Okay, well, so then you don't know in the core of your being that you know nothing because you actually <laughs> just said that you know, or at least you believe. No, knowledge and belief is different. Yeah. But, but, uh, but I, I, I feel like a lot of us, like, I can, I can sort of question any form of murder as being not immoral. Right? In an intellectual framework. But then at the same time, if you told me I just killed somebody, um, I just don't care about it. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, if you said you killed somebody, you, you don't care about it. It's just like, uh, I wouldn't be like, I would feel very, I wouldn't be like, well, yes, but let's, uh, you know, we let's can contextualize sort of form. And, like, I would just be like, kind of, maybe disgusted and enraged. But I think, so I think we have no knowledge within us that can't be questioned. And that's, that, that's, okay, right. that's true, yeah, I think so. That's true, right? I feel like anything that I could tell you, you could turn it around and say, uh, yeah, like we were saying, like, with what if? And I think that's where our deep humility comes from. Because we have no knowledge within us that we are so strict about, or so ardent in our belief for it. And I think that's true. But I think a lot of the time it's like, uh, we can question it on an intellectual level, and to actually break down that notion very, like, uh, very sort of viscerally, then we have to, like, we'd have to drone in on that yeah, topic yeah, like a lot because this is just like I think human nature like we've just been sort of conditioned towards certain belief structures and you know they've happened in like the first five years of our life and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. they're very deeply within us um, and that's why we try and when we rail against them it can lead to breakdowns it can lead to a myriad of other things right it can lead to ostracization or just uh, nonsense yeah that's true. Yeah, so you have a lot of experience with this because you've been working in a <laughs> mental hospital, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, very, that's how we met, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 so, so if we get back to the theory of nonsense and our affinity for nonsense, why do you think that people don't have an affinity for nonsense? Well, because I think, like, language has this kind of, um, you know, utility to it, right? Which other forms of art don't, or other forms of expression don't, right? So, like, music, people only listen to music for enjoyment, or they create music for enjoyment, right? And so, when people turn on a song, they're not concerned with anything other than essentially feeling uh, better. Or maybe there's, like, a certain... Um, ephemeral knowledge that can be accessed through music and stuff. But you don't think is, transcendence can be achieved through listening to music? No, I think it can be. Uh, but you are the one who banned it. <laughs> no, no, I think you can't. No, what I'm saying is that uh, it doesn't. Music doesn't have the baggage that language does have. So you, language has a utility. It's not just about pleasure. We don't only use language to read and write poetry. We use it to write shopping lists. We use it to write legal documents. Yeah, yeah. We use it with our accountant. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So with this kind of like mecha- this like 
uh, way of using language, we, we have like built into this sort of thing a need for sense or a need for like logic and understanding to happen within it because we use it for such practical basis. Um, and just like now, we're doing this in... Um, uh, we're doing this in language, even though based on our very like elegantly refined <laughs> converse, there is a musicality to our <laughs> speech. But I think that um, just makes people very confused. They don't know what they're listening for because there's so much meaning associated with every word that they're just used to um, anything with language to mean something. Whereas they don't. People don't put that kind of pressure on music because they or just on art, put, right? yeah, yeah, or on painting or, or anything, painting like or anything or drawing. Yeah, that's true. So why do you think we put so much meaning on language? Because we use it for such practical purposes. Yeah. But so that's why I think nonsense is uh, great, and that's why I love poetry. And I think poetry is so good because it like creates it creates sort of um, inbuilt mechanisms within language to transcend itself through language, right? So you're kind of using things like metaphor and paradoxes. It's like an anti-language language. Um, and in that sense, it's a nonsense because it through that sort of nonsense. When, I, when we say something like it's hot and it's cold or whatever, that's a paradox which makes... It doesn't make sense. Like Within yeah, the yeah, logical yeah. frameworks of language, it doesn't make sense. So a poem will use something like that to kind of create this self-combustion of language in which, um, in which the space is given. It's like, you know, you find the word gives birth to the unword. And creates a space in which the ineffable can lie. But do you think that's limited to poetry? Or do you think one can achieve that in spoken word? Can we achieve that just in normal conversation? I, I think, you know, we can Not achieve that. No, yeah, I think, I mean, when I say poetry, poetry is just like a, a sort of mechanism of language that can be used in any way. I mean, you could do poetic accounting if you want. <laughs> right? Could you, though? Yeah, I think you could, but um, but the HMRC wouldn't be so happy. <laughs> 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 like, what dumbass mystic wrote this shit? <laughs> right? Also, who would hire a poetic accountant? Oh, we would. Yeah, we, we, would. we would definitely would. We would. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, if anyone knows a poetic accountant, we could definitely use one. Yeah, for sure. And also, um, if anybody wants to send us podcast like equipment in jail like, yeah. <laughs> <what is it? laughs> yeah we could Once do that like, you know. <laughs> but yeah so I think do you think yeah do you think we can access that in a normal conversation I think I think we do and that's why we have this affinity to nonsense we try and like move towards that sort of realm we try and use language um, for unpractical purposes yeah for unpractical purposes and I think there's I think this happens in like close relationships between people you start using you start using language in a way which doesn't have a utility but there is a utility to it but the utility is intimacy so you're actually discussing things which have no utility in order to facilitate facilitate a, like a closeness and a deepness of being because you're That's talking about things process. which yeah 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 and like the greatest relationships we have the the actual relationship lacks a utility right you know your close friends you don't you're not friends with them for a reason you're just friends like it's just the absence of reason that makes you so close yeah it's very true and you won't you won't necessarily be speaking you know practical stuff to them anymore or logic to them anymore <laughs> you won't I won't but, you <laughs> won't. I won't. Uh, but I don't know if we ever started in that way we never really started speaking logical but I think maybe other people start speaking logical and then 
Like, <laughs> towards, no, but I think most people do speak, like, in a logical framework. That's um, very true. But then Especially they speak less utilitarianly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, the, 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 the questions are not, like, actually to build up a knowledge-based picture of somebody. Like, where do you come from? What do you do? Da, 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 da. They're more about, like, learning mannerisms of the person's being. So if, so if we're aware of that and we're aware of our affinity to nonsense, can we not speak nonsense within a logical framework? Yeah, I think that's what... I mean, it's, it's about... I don't think it's about within the logical framework, but it's using logical structures in a nonsensical manner so that we create a symbiosis between nonsense and sense so that it creates this holistic view of the world which combines these two ideas. I mean, for me, that's the kind of... That's the goal to like. This is like the idea of a perfect sentence. It's something that is rational, but also and, irrational. And, and irrational. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, yeah. No, I really like that. I feel like that's a good ending as well. Yeah. And maybe people can let us know if we are simultaneously rational and irrational. Yeah, and if this is if this mean is complete nonsense, um, yeah, I guess let us know. It's not really going to help. No, <laughs> maybe you should we'll just that as positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just tell us it's sense, and we'll. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll change things. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> so your... Um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Time for washing up. <laughs> exactly.